Welcome to the latest United We Stand podcast brought to you by Red Army Bet, a betting site with a difference. Not only are we offering the best available odds on a United win, we've also got exclusive special bets created by Reds. And as we share half our net profits with the United supporters community, no matter what, the fans can always end up winning. Check out our website, redarmybet.com, or download the app, Red Army Bet. About fans, by fans, for fans. Welcome to the latest United We Stand podcast, one with a slight difference. I'm studying Red Square, just over 10 years to the day when I was studying out of Manchester United, winning the 2008 European Cup, one of the greatest days in Manchester United's history. And some of the sights, which are familiar anyway, I'm sort of linking them back to people I saw on the day of the game, just over 10 years ago. Some people are no longer with us. And memories jogging back to what a great time it was then. But now it's England. I've been to Moscow since, but never for, for a game as momentous as the Champions League final. And this is the semi-final of the World Cup and England are in it. And it's a big surprise. And I'm not the biggest England fan in the world by any stretch. I've seen them play in the last three tournaments and I feel slightly conflicted. I'm, I'm English. I'm from Manchester, which is in England. I've always wanted England to win, but... Going to those most recent tournaments in Brazil and France in a working capacity, so I was getting paid, I actually felt sorry for so many England fans. They're just watching absolute crap. And now they've got a decent side. They've had a really good World Cup. The level of expectation was quite low. And they've reached the semi-final. Uh, I came without tickets, both for this semi-final and the one in St. Petersburg. I got my fan ID. I tried to buy tickets online. And a mate of mine spent seven hours on Sunday trying to get them as well. I asked everyone I knew. Just before the game in St. Petersburg, a mate from Manchester said he had one for face value. $285, category three, the cheapest one. I think the most I've ever paid for a football ticket is £100 to see United at Blackburn in 1994 when Blackburn were redeveloping the ground and we got a tiny away allocation. Well, I smashed that in St. Petersburg last night. Was it worth it? No. How can anyone justify spending that amount of money? But it was a, a good game of football, top-class game of football. And I, I really enjoyed it. It was a weird experience, sitting in the ground, being surrounded by people from all around the world. Not what I would call your traditional football fans, because they're not. the wealthy people who can afford to pay that much for a ticket. They come in for the big event that is the, the World Cup. They buy into this sort of FIFA world, these brand-new, brilliant stadiums. And... They travel around the country. It's been a hugely successful tournament. I'm just hearing positives from everyone I speak to. Never going to, ever going to justify some of the ticket prices, especially for the semi-finals. And I was worried about what I was going to pay for England. In fact, I just was prepared to leave it. I'm prepared to pay $500 to watch England. Doesn't mean that much to me. Um, I asked around and one of the people I asked came back to me a day later said if you think that he had me a ticket and he did have me a ticket and no money was even mentioned and it's transpired that I'm not going to pay for that ticket so that's hugely appreciated I'm always happy to pay for football especially lower down to go and watch non-league I don't think any non-league clubs are getting rich I'd rather pay than have accreditation which you can get as a journalist this is slightly different and it is the semi-final of the World Cup England or Croatia will play France in the final I thought Paul Pogba was very impressive without playing a standout role for France in St Petersburg last night and from Russia's second city I took an overnight train into Moscow today 
Um, I know people who've been here for weeks and absolutely shattered. It's a huge country. It takes a long time to get between cities, but my experience in Moscow and St. Petersburg has been positive. People are really, really friendly. Russia is putting on its sunniest disposition. And I'm going to retrace the route that I took 10 years ago to get to Luzhniki, where, where United won and John Terry slipped. And before that, I've got some pretty interesting guests to speak to. Starting with this one. There's three hours to kick off between England and Croatia. It's a World Cup semi-final. I can remember the last one in 1990. It's probably one of my high points supporting England. In fact, I stopped supporting England in the 90s. I loved him as a kid. 82, Brian Robson scoring in Bilbao. A worn-out videotape of that goal after 27 seconds. Lineker scoring three in Monterey. 1990, World in Motion, First Lads Holiday in Newquay. And then I fell out with England. They didn't get to the World Cup in 94, 98. I didn't like the stick that players from the team I was supporting were getting hammered by the media. I felt I got my fix travelling, going away with United, treble winners, 98, 99. Felt very defensive over lads like David Beckham and Neville Brothers getting stick. I wonder what it was like being them lads. And now I'm enjoying England. I'm watching England. I'm really enjoyed watching them in this tournament what do you think it was like for a Manchester United player in the 1990s getting stick people like the Neville brothers and Beckham I just asked this to one of the lads I'm walking down the street with um, it wasn't pleasant at times I mean obviously when you look back now you understand that there was that many of us in the team I mean there was a squad that I remember there was me Bex Phil Nicky Butt Andy Cole Teddy Sheringham Paul Scholes uh, I think it was about seven or eight of us in the squad and I think at that time you've got to remember that we were obviously successful disliked it happened around the point where 98-2000 where obviously David flicked his leg out and Phil um, gave away that penalty God bless him against Romania why did you say God bless him with a little, <laughs> because, with a little smirk because the, no because to this day it was a miserable moment it really was and just epitomised that tournament but then he got stick after it as well as big brother did you feel defensive over him no because then the Neville... stop laughing I'm being no, serious the, the, Neville, the, Neville's, the Neville's can play for England so if the Neville's can play for England so can I came out of it so I got thrown in anyway I might as well, get, I might as well give the penalty away myself um, no it was just a, it was just a time of that and I, I, look leading up to Euro 96 there was some sporadic shouts when I was playing right back over on the far side no one will remember but few will remember there were about crowds of 25,000 watching us in the lead up to 96 and it was a real misery um, in terms of atmosphere Wembley obviously 85, 90,000 people in a capacity with 25,000 people in but you could hear every shout so you went to a a throw-in on that far side opposite the Royal Box and you could hear all the shouts coming over and you always just got like it it, it was usually it was usually a four letter word beginning with C mank and ending with T yeah um, with a mank in front of it or a, <laughs> or, a, or a place in Germany uh, in front of it and to be fair you, it was always from a Cockney accent so I always thought those Millwall West Ham you just always thought it was yeah, those, yeah. those t- fans from those clubs having a go at you and it just it just what it was and you got used to it I always remember um, stand up if you ate man you <laughs> and that was basically ringing round the ground in the last game before we went to the 98 World Cup playing in Saudi Arabia at home there were about five or six of us in the team and we drew nil-nil with, we drew nil-nil with Saudi Arabia so they actually um, 
we actually got the sort of foot, the, the, the brunt of the, of the message. So it just, it's what it was like. And I, I didn't think it was pleasant at that time. I did think it changed, to be fair. When Sven, when Sven um, became manager and David became captain, there was a lot, it was a lot different. We were traveling around the grounds then. So when Wembley closed, it was the end of that harshness towards us. And it was a case of, at the time, um, that, that you travel in, say, to Sunderland, you play at Old Trafford, you play at Anfield, um, you know, Derby, Middlesbrough, wherever we play, played all around these different grounds. Actually, because people hadn't normally seen England, the actual angst and the, and the sort of anger towards United left. Uh, and it became completely different. And obviously, David became really appreciated, um, you know, nationally as well. So I think that helped. It just, it completely changed. And, and you know, it was just a period. It just happens sometimes. You've been in Moscow for a month now. We're currently walking down one of the main streets. It has fantastic views of buildings and otherwise. Yeah. Uh, how have the United players done for you, starting with the, the England lads? Um, Jesse, uh, Ashley Young, someone who you've, you've played yeah. with. I, think I was talking about Ashley Young earlier on with, um, with the lads as we were walking from lunch. Uh, do you know something? What the last two or three years he's had? When you think that... Yeah. If you just said two or three years ago... You know, Ashley would still be playing for United, let alone breaking back into the England team. I wouldn't have had it. Playing at wing back, playing left wing back, yeah. actually playing really well. But he's, look, you know, you've got to remember he's from good stock. And I always think if Sir Alex Ferguson signs you, not every time, but nine times out of ten, you got it pretty much right on character. And when you watch Ashley Young play, to be fair, what you do see is a determination, a character. So when you see him digging in, you know, for, when Jose Mourinho uses him like he has done in this last 12 months now you see Gareth Southgate using him and you see him playing like he is I suppose it's no surprise really in the sense that you know he obviously was signed for a reason and he has got a lot of talent you know he might not be everybody's perfect player but I think he's had a really good tournament there was a there was a point where I thought they might bring Danny Rose back in uh, for him and I think it was after the Columbia game before Sweden but actually, Gareth Southgate stuck with him, and I think he's right to stick with him because they've got that sort of continuity and that uh, momentum going now. So, you know, I'm going over now to watch the do the semi-final. Um, kicks off in two or three hours, and I've absolutely no doubts he'll play, and he'll never let you down. He's one of them that you know what you're going to get from him. Jesse? Jesse is... Oh, do you know what pisses me off? It was two or three years ago when United fans were giving Jesse Lingard stick. And the same with sometimes, you know, when they always look sort of like Rashford, Martial. Giving him stick in October. Do you know something? It really annoys me because I, I, my view is every player has to be at a standard. Of course they do. You can't just play for Manchester United and be given a free ride. And when you're a Manchester United player, you can be criticised. You can be praised. All those things come your way. But maybe it's wrong. But my view is if you're a homegrown lad who's been at the club since 10, you deserve that little bit more grace and a little bit more credit in the bank before you lose the credit. Do you understand what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And actually, people, sh there should be that sort of acceptance that this kid's lived United, he knows United, he loves United. Isn't the and reverse true, that people are harsher on their own? Not only from fans, but in terms of contract negotiations, because people, the club could take advantage of you being there? 
Because you want to be there? Look, I never, I never felt that when I was at the club. I always felt the young lads were protected and were sort of given a bit more grace. That it was the signings that come in for big money that are ex- should be expected more of. They're the ones that have been signed for big money. Now, everyone should be expected to get to a level of respect of whether they've been signed or whether they've come through the ranks. When you've come through the ranks, you're obviously not going to be ripe. You're not going to be perfect. You're going to be basically developing. So it's going to take you two or three years. Same happened with Darren Fletcher. Same happened with me. Same happened with uh, John O'Shea. Same happened with other players over the years where sort of, you know, they write, write them off too quickly. And the same has happened with Jesse. Do you know something? When you look at Jesse Lingard... He makes that many runs in a game for his teammates. He'd be a dream to play. So if you're Harry Kane and you've got Jesse Lingard running past you all the time, and Sterling's doing a similar job, to be honest with you, Harry Kane can't play unless he's got people running past him because he's a player who, to be fair, hasn't got the pace himself. He's strong, he holds the ball, he's a brilliant striker. But he needs that movement around him to move defenders to get him that yard. And he needs Jesse Lingard. And I always remember, everyone will remember Jason Park, Everyone will talk about Tevez, Rooney and Ronaldo and I still talk about Tevez, Rooney and Ronaldo but the missing cog is Jason Park. Or, he used to be brilliant against Arsenal away. He just run and run. Or Owen Hargreaves yeah. because without, that type, season, of, without yeah. that type of player Owen Hargreaves in 2008 or Jason or Park you can't get the balance of it. You can't get the balance of those types. Those, those types of players the balance that you need sometimes and you know, Arsenal had it in 98 with Ray Parler say for instance who balanced off um, Omri uh, and Elka, Bergkamp and, and Perez you know these types of, you always have these players who balance off and to me that's what Jesse does in the game I think he's a fantastic player uh, in the sense of how he contributes to a team's dynamic um, and done really well in this World Cup Gareth has had so much faith in him by the way so has Jose Mourinho Jose Mourinho deserves great you know, credit for the faith that he's shown in him over the season there's far more fashionable players if you think about Mata Sanchez uh, Lukaku Martial Rashford Pogba they're all more fashionable than Jesse but Jesse is the one who probably makes the team at times play better and that, that, that's always been the same in football have you ever done an interview walking through the Moscow Metro before Gareth? no Joseph normally I cross over the road because I don't like walking on these subways there's something about subways I don't like anyway I think it's the film scenes that I just I'll be your bodyguard yeah and then it comes on top for other teams do you like Berry Interchange this? Uh, no it's a bit bigger well, have you been a, when did you last go to Berry Interchange? a long long time I used to go to Berry Interchange every Saturday morning and I used to go to McDonald's why not Berry Market? Uh, I've been to Berry Market recently but Berry Interchange and Berry Market are different places Andy I know they are but and I'm mixing the question here but I've been to the rock Right. It's a rocking berry, the new rocking berry. Yeah, smart. I, I take, so I take my kids probably once, twice a week, more in the winter. I go to, I go to, hang on, are we over the same side of the road here? What have we done here? We need to get over there. We need to go back under the subway. Here we do. Are you ready for this? Yeah. So I, I basically go to this, uh, ro- there's a roller skating rink in Berry. I take my two little girls and then we go to Pizza Express in the rock. So I've been to, I go to Berry. I'd say once a week in the winter after school pick them up and take them there anyway we've, how do we go from Jesse Lingard and the World Cup to roller skating so there's people now asking Gary for pictures in the, Mo- in the Moscow underground England supporters where are you all from? Uh, London. Yeah? Yeah, 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 yeah,
So from Berry Market to Paul Pogba, Paul's Paul's had a good tournament, hasn't he? Yes, excellent. Um, I think that I watched him live against Denmark. Sorry, I watched him live against Denmark where he didn't play, um, but I've watched most of his games. Um, looks effortless for him, but at times when you're watching for United, at times when you're watching for United, he looks eff- it looks effortless. It looks so easy for him, like. He can do anything that he wants. The thing is, right, we're outside the Intercontinental. Air, so when you're the most expensive, people just on I don't hate. What? I don't mind anything. I don't mind people. I hate it when people just push you and throw your shoulder away. Do you know what I mean? It's like, oh. Anyway. You mean um, when they're recognising you? I spent time in Roy Keane's company. When people come and ask him for um, his autograph politely, there's no issue. If they come up and take a picture without. Asking him. It's, it's, when they, it's, when they, it's when they actually grab your shoulder and pull you back. Yeah. Anyway, I'm over there. I'm over right. There. So basically, um, right, no, I'm going over that. Yeah, way. that's right. Go, go. So, Pogba. Pogba. Basically, the issue is at United, if the team's not successful or the team isn't doing well, and you're the most expensive player, and you also give it a bit, like he does, yeah. you're going to get some stick. Simple as that. So if David Beckham is not playing well, but he's doing TV adverts and the team aren't winning, then he's gonna get some stick. That just those types of players, Wayne Rooney's the same, Paul Gascoigne was the same. It was probably the same for George Best 30 years ago. It wouldn't have all been sort of better roses. Everyone just remembers the good. It's always been the same. If you're the sort of the the big player, the big name, the the profile, the, the sort of poster boy, then you're gonna get some stick if the team aren't winning. And that's just a life. And if if consistently the performances aren't right. So, but look, he's been brilliant in this World Cup. And France, they're in the final. Whoever wins this tonight, England and Croatia, it's going to be absolute. I would, I mean, I'd have France 70 30 favourites. Absolutely. Anybody would. Yeah, they've got brilliant players. Brilliant they've got better players. players in England. I love Varane, by the way. What a player he is. Yeah. And he's still young as well, isn't he? Brilliant. It? Absolutely brilliant. What about, is it Pavard? Uh, Pavard, the right back. He's yeah. done well. He was. Um, Going for a police check here now. But, um, there's nothing in there. I'm having my bottle of water confiscated. Okay. Stick a lot, stick a lot. Okay, no problem. That's just been confiscated. We're on time here. Don't worry. But Marouane reached the um, the semis, didn't he, for Belgium? What's that, sorry? Marouane Fellaini reached the semis. Yes, and did well. Belgium and Lukaku's done yeah. well. And then you think of someone like Roberto Martin, everyone thinks, oh, the only reason that, you know, the only reason that, um, Jose Reno picks Fellaini it's because oh, Jose likes these types of players but then if you look at it Louis van Gaal picked Marouane Fellaini Roberto Martinez who's a, you know again football in philosophy is set has picked Marouane Fellaini Jose Mourinho Jose Mourinho David Moyes David Moyes Ryan they've Giggs all, they've all picked Marouane Fellaini and like him genuinely like you know, him. off the yeah. record like him so th- there is that sort of feeling that I think the issue with Marouane Fellaini is if he's, a, if he's in a pool of four Central midfield players, five central midfield players, it isn't a problem. It's if he's number one on the team sheet. Yeah. I think that's the problem. So he's not he's not for every game. 
there are games that you pick him, games that you wouldn't. But if he's part of a pool of four or five midfield players, you wouldn't have a problem with it. I think the issue is with United in midfield, central midfield, for the last five years, since Paul Scholes retired, Michael Carrick's now gone. It's been a struggle. Yeah. Schweinsteiger, Fellaini, Herrera, um, Schneiderlin, uh, yeah. Pogba. None of them have settled it's into not, a midfield. It's not quite into back and Paul no, Scholes. No, so none of them have settled into a midfield. All individually, you know, good players, but none of them have what you would say grabbed a midfield and and made a partnership or formed something that you think it's really good so they're all coming under a bit of pressure Schweinsteiger was a great player who's going to win out of tonight? Uh, I think they'll win do you know why I think they'll win I've watched Croatia live twice they've got really good players top players and if I'd have said this to me two weeks ago I would say Croatia would probably beat England I'm not sure they've got the legs and energy to be able to come every England player can run and has got high energy and they've got obviously quality as well but I just think tonight we'll have too much for them on the energy front I'm not sure they'll be able to live with us from that point of view we appreciate the support of our sponsors and Harry's who make razors have got a special offer for United We Stand listeners so what's their story for decades one big razor company has relentlessly increased prices and reaped immense profits at the expense of their customers. So Jeff and Andy, two ordinary guys, were fed up with being ripped off and they started Harry's to fix shaving. They knew that there was one way to ensure quality, so they bought their own factory. By taking less profit and selling directly over the internet, Harry's offers their blades at half the price. Their amazing quality blades are half the price of the leading five blade brand. So what do you get with Harry's? You get the blades that I've been telling you about, you get a weighted ergonomic handle, you get a rich shave gel, and you get a travel blade cover as well. You can get started shaving with Harry's today by claiming your trial set for only £3.95. Support our podcast and get your trial set delivered to you, including a razor handle, five blade cartridge, foaming shave gel, and travel blade cover by going to harrys.com forward slash united right now. That's harrys.com forward slash united. Everything. Right, down to the ground now, and see more England fans around. Just met a couple of lads from Salford. What's your name? Sutty, old, old timer. I've seen you go to games for years, well, Manchester United games. Well, 1963, my first cup final. Was it? Not Mr. European final. Where are you from in Salford? Born, brought, and yeah. raised in Odson. And you still live in Odson now? No, I moved to Mosson. My, right. son, my son was born in Mosson, Mark. He's took me place now. And um, I've seen Mark at matches for years. Yes, well, I- Mark's not been... His first European Cup final was Rotterdam, 91. And mine? Yes, his first FA Cup final was 83. Yeah. Oh. How often have you followed England? Me. He's to all the old international. Yeah. No, and then when rivalry with the United yeah. took place. So we've just had Gary on talking about this, of, yes. of what it was like being it, a player. It was a it was a bad experience being a United fan following England. Yeah. And it, it witnessed that a couple of nights ago. Uh, these Everton supporters wanted a bit of a thing. Did they? Some Leeds fans brought it up. Because you're United? Yes. And what were they saying? No, just a normal... Did, did a bit of it? Yes. A bit, a bit of, of it? A bit down and it comes out, it's... It's the usual thing, but no, we've had it for years, I can handle but you, it. You can, well, you, can, you certainly can handle it, can't oh, you? Yeah, you can look after yourself, so there's going to be no issues. We had the Russians with me last night I, anyway, so... I, I, okay. I can tell people listening that there will be no issues on, on, on that front. <laughs> What's your highlight as an England fan? Because this is a United We Stand podcast. Hello, mate. Oh, I went to college with Nice to fella. see you. You OK? Oh, nice. I went to college with. Now, I was an England fan. It's going to be today. 
Yeah. Semi final. Because Italian 90. I kept the eggs in my hand for the final. Right. I didn't do the semi. Right. So 26 years later, sod it. Semi, don't miss it. You do the both, don't you? No. You know when you mentioned Rotterdam? If yes. you looked at the United end in Rotterdam, it was full of George Crosses and Union flags. It was. Union Jacks. You, you don't see them anymore. No. no. It's changed, hasn't it? Well... 66. Yeah, so World your Cup T-shirt Willow. has got World Cup Willie on, Football Association, 1965, when it was copyrighted. Uh, uh, I quite uh, like that. And I've got my badges on my jacket and yeah. my digs. I've got Bulldog Bob from 82, World Cup. Did you go 82? I went, but I didn't do any matches. Right. Oh. I've been told some stories about lads from Manchester who went there, and I'm going to phrase this all very carefully. They had very eventful trips. Well, well, yes. Let's leave it there, because my wife was into this as well. Right, OK. Um... I mean, one of the stories which I can tell, they stayed on a campsite just outside of Bilbao and they got the farmer's donkey drunk. That's... And the, the, <laughs> no, the farmer yes. kicked off, got the local police and they, they got nicked on charges of getting a donkey yes. drunk. No. And you'll know all the lads who I would yes, mention and no. we're probably not going to mention them all. Lads, not, have you? And, no. um, but you've carried on doing United and England all the yes, time. Yes, yes. Not England all the time, no. Yeah. I've done a couple of... When it, when it went off yes. the boil. Is it yeah. back on the boil now? Because I know a few lads who go, a few United lads well, who go Sam in smart, England. Sam Smart, Sam Smart. Yeah? Oh, there are, and there always yeah, has no. been, just not the numbers that you might have had in the past. No. But no. then you follow United, you get your... You're travelling a lot anyway, it's impossible but, to do all of them. But United are ways in Europe now. And are attacking the same... They're touching the same crowds, what England have got, sort of yeah. thing. Little angers on him, who spoil it now. Yeah. So, like yourself, I'd rather go to the exotic games. No. Well, I mean, you can say, oh, right, there are knobheads who go Lenson. to United Lenson. and there's knobheads who go to England. Yes. I've seen loads of both. How would you describe this girl just walking past you right now? Sorry. My wife's listening. No, I think she's a very ugly Russian lady. <laughs> Um, I mean, you, you get these elements, don't you? People who just bring it on top, who, who oh, cannot yeah, no, behave no, themselves. Last night, it was like that. There was little pockets of fans who was looking for the yeah. thing. If it comes on top, they're the first to run away. I was in Marseille when it did come on top, and you had these steroid-fed Russians who were Andy lads just smashing into lads who've had seven or eight pints, who were not going to be able to fight. no. It makes me laugh sometimes, it's... that disconnect. It's like when someone runs on the pitch and offers a footballer out. Yes. The footballer will probably kick fuck out of him yes. because he's a fit young athlete who's 25 you, and the lad's pissed. Do you remember the Champions League final here, though? Of and course it, I do. No, all the Russians were here then. I know. And they turned up outside a restaurant, angry little fuckers. Yes, well, I was drinking with them one night. I stayed just off the square where I'm staying now. Yeah. Ten years later, same bed and breakfast. Yeah. Long ladies changed. Yeah. <laughs> but... I was drinking with these Moscow Reds yeah. and says, we'll walk you home. I said, no, we only live down the corner. I said, no, you've been looked at there by the, oh, okay. these. Started walking. Next thing, these Muscovites come out, attacked us. Well, the Moscow Reds just turned it around and walked me home safely. But that's the way it is here. No, the, last night I met all these Russians. And they were Fantastic. So, but if you want trouble, they'll give it you. But our lads can't do it after seven pints. Dave Smith and all that, yeah. he cured. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, when United got banned, I used to turn up at European pre-season friendlies, yeah. and Dave said, how are you bleeding out? you got air so yeah. are you going to ruin it? No, cologne and all that, no, Bristol. No, but no, it's great. David cured all the Ulden, all the Salford lads, might have you. David did that, United shit on David, didn't he? David Smith organised a supporters club for many years. He was a very respected man, yeah. and he just cut his ties with United when the membership scheme was introduced in 1987. Not really 
anyone's beat badly of David Smith? You know what time did go with David? I think it was Ayrson Park, and I think it went to Mill. It was with him at Millwall, second division. That's the only time he ever used because he bought, he, he bought his little membership card out. So that's two of the roughest grounds you could go yes, to. Yes, Middlesbrough Mill. and Millwall. Yeah, well, Middlesbrough was bloody hell in, the, in the, them days. That was the Dockers, wasn't it? Yeah, well, it was the bleeding women who was. Uh, really? <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you know, that's a big surprise when we threw him in the FA Cup. And all the Salford lads were boozing on top of the road, and word went out that the bubble lads were in town. Yeah. We've never met, played him before, we didn't, didn't know what to expect. Next thing, he's throwing the bloody skinheads running around bloody Old Trafford. No, big surprise. Then we went on the when the minor strike was on. Not many of us went. You went where to Middlesbrough? Middlesbrough yeah. in a replay, yeah. and it was a minor strike, two o'clock kickoff on a Tuesday afternoon. I was only about eight on the train. Harry Hamilton was one of the stewards on Dave Smith's train that yeah. day. That's when I went. Yeah. Oh, poor old Harry. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. 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 He's been in better health, hasn't he? Yes. Community. Good luck, Harry. If you're listening. Has chipped in. Well, yes. a load of them lads do listen on here because yeah. you come up to me at games. And, uh, oh, I know. Get some good characters on yes. here. They've all been on. Um, in fact, one of the most listens we had on here was Tony O'Neill. Well, and Anthony well, was very proud of that, weren't you, Tony? <laughs> I heard Tony's so, what they call um, it. I'm going to head towards the ground now. Are you confident that England can win? Very confident. Two no win. Two no win. Well, England itself does, yeah. yeah. Just like Salford means a lot to me. Yeah. I've lived in Boston for about 40 years with the lad, what I'm a Salfordian. Yeah. The old Salford lads, that bad. So, United first in England? Always United first, yeah. yeah. Always I thought, United I'd, I'd first. I'd definitely go along with that. Oh. By some distance. It was lovely to talk to you. All right, Andy. Can I have a score prediction? 2 0. 2 0. To Croatia. England. <laughs> Penalty. England are out of the World Cup, semi-finals after extra time, they lost 2-1. Jump by Van Arlen is now playing. The stadium is empty here in Moscow, 80,000 seats. Been completely reconstructed since United played here 10 years ago. The stands are much closer to the pitch. It's been modernised, still got its amazing setting. England end is spinning out. You can see flags there for Luton and Sheffield. Lots of smaller clubs. And there are a load more flags on the top tier, but they were taken down. Croatia end is fuller. The fans can't believe what they've seen. They've reached the World Cup final for the first time. I just worked out that the smallest country to reach the final since Uruguay in 1950. There's only four million people live in Croatia. To give you an idea, the population of Greater Manchester is 2.6 million. Croatia also has a, a brain drain. Its population's going down. It's an incredible achievement what they've done. But they have players like Luka Modric and even Perisic, who Jose Mourinho tried so hard to sign. And even Rakitic. And they were the better side. England have had a great World Cup. I don't think anybody expected them to reach the semi-final stage. Forever Luton is a flag in front of me there. And I think the players now 
I wouldn't like being a Tottenham Hotspur fan now. Got players who are injured, got loads of players who have been taken out. The United players, which is a more concern to me, will have a little bit of a rest and then just be phased back in gently, starting with the US tour. Got players like Alexis Sanchez and Antonio Valencia who haven't played in the World Cup final, so they're in from the start. Juan Mata and Herrera. So there's established names in there. And you need those names to go on the tour. And I'll be doing podcasts from the tour. I'm flying on Sunday, just after the World Cup final. And I'll be in the games doing podcasts as I did last year. This year it's Phoenix, Arizona. Santa Clara by San Francisco. Los Angeles against AC Milan. Michigan against a team called Liverpool and Miami, Florida against Real Madrid and then back to Europe for a game in Munich on Sunday the 5th or 6th of August. I hope Van Halen is the last song game. There's probably only now 2,000 fans left in the stadium. I actually watched the game with <laughs> Lucas Podolski not a sentence I'm probably ever likely to repeat again but that's what's happened and I like him because I mean he's obviously a top class player I like him because he's from Cologne he supports Cologne he doesn't hide his support for Cologne he's really proud of being from Cologne and Cologne had a really good football team around 1980 I remember I used to have a pair of Adidas Litbarskis Pierre Litbarski was their winger Cologne were a really good team I think they bought Tony Woodcock I'm getting hopelessly sidetracked here and I, I wrote a piece about Cologne fans at Arsenal in September and it, it, it went pretty big partly because Lucas Podolski retweeted it and uh, I spoke to him about that tonight someone introduced me to him and said, said that and he said you were the only one who wrote that because everyone was hammering um, Cologne fans 24,000 of them turned up at Arsenal it's not quite true there were a couple of other journalists who were sticking up for them but Podolsky sat here and disinterested he said I said did you want to win he said I'm not really bothered it's not my team it's not my country I quite like that honesty rather than a load of cliched bollocks there's now actually more England fans stayed in the stadium than Croatia fans since I've started speaking, the England, numbers of England fans have stayed exactly the same. I know we spoke to Gary Neville earlier on in the podcast about the United players. I think they've had uh, a good World Cup and we missed out a few, which Gary pointed out, but it was just getting accosted by Millwall fans. Um, I suppose the ones to mention would be Victor Lindelof, who's done very well. Marcus Rojo provided Argentina with their greatest moment of the World Cup finals. So David De Gea had a pretty forgettable World Cup finals. And then there's loads of former United players as well. People who were linked with United, like Carlos Queiroz, a coach for Iran, who were very hard to beat once again. And the scored the winner uh, for Belgium against England. So I'm going to fly back from Moscow in the morning. It's late here. It's after midnight. 
But that seems early because when Manchester United played there, uh, I think everyone walked out the stadium at about half one in the morning. I know that by the time the players got back to their party in 2008, it was light already. So none of them went to sleep. I think Rio Ferdinand was found in the shower by his father. I hope this sound isn't too bad. I hope it's not doing your editing. And I'm not dancing. And I remember in 2008 going back to Belarus Station, which is one of the main train stations in, in Moscow. Huge city. Just think London for size. And there's nine rail terminuses. And in 2008, I came out of it, and there was a pack of street dogs blocking my path, and they refused to move. So I'd watch United win the European Cup. And then I couldn't get back to my hotel. Massive flag just gone up in England then saying Wednesday. It's either Wednesday or Wednesbury, which is in the West Midlands. I might go over and have a look at them England fans. Take a picture of them. Uh, they've, they've, had, they've got a loyal support. The numbers are right down on previous seasons. Previous tournaments, sorry. I can't go any further, actually. I'm blocked. I'm blocked by the poshest of seats. And a load of very attractive hostesses catering to the needs of the people in the poshest of seats. So that's it from me. Hopefully you've been able to hear this bit after the game. Uh, we're going to do the podcast this season. I'll also be doing some video on the pre-season tour as well. Uh, video from understand from this trip as well. So check it out. I'll tweet it out from United We Standing on my personal Twitter as well. And the next podcast will be probably in a week's time. Well, United play in Arizona against Club America, the Mexican side, next Thursday the 19th, so probably the 20th. That's when the first podcast will be coming out from that tour. Please be the last song. Please be the last song. As for my feelings about England, I wanted them to win. Yeah, the England fans are singing Rio here because Rio Ferdinand is doing a pitch, a bit pitch side. I wanted them to win. I'm English, but I, I just don't feel the lows that I would if it was Manchester United. I just don't. I can't cheat. I can't pretend to feel anything like it's my club. But I do think these young players, they deserve praise. And I've seen in this tournament, football, it really has brought people together. And I know that sounds like cliché bollocks. And I did see a flag here tonight which just said the word bollocks. Oh, they're singing Gary Lineker's name now as well. I thought Nev was going to get his name sung then. And I've seen fans from all around the world in this competition, and I asked the people last night in St. Petersburg where they were from, and it, they're from everywhere. Israel, Haiti, uh, Brazil, Russia, North Africa, France, and that was the people immediately sat around me, and they've obviously got a few quid to be able to, to come to a tournament like this where the cheapest tickets were $285. I'm just looking at a Scotland flag in the Croatia end, the cheeky little bastards. Look at me getting defensive over England there. Scotland actually has a bigger population than Croatia. So maybe Scotland should start by reaching the World Cup finals. Right, that's enough for me. I'm rambling on. The England fans are still there, they're still singing. Big Wolves flag there. Looking forward to got a Wolves with United. And I'm being thrown out of the stadium. Till next week, goodbye. 
Thanks for listening to the latest United We Stand podcast brought to you by Red Army Bet. We offer the best available odds on a United win as well as a host of special bets created by Reds. With half our net profits being donated to United supporters groups, Red Army Bet is about fans, by fans, for fans. Check out our website redarmybet.com or download the app. Red Army Bet, we all follow United.